Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lynn Stacy Studios podcast. I wanted to come on and record um, an episode about putting God first. I went through a season in my life where uh, I took God out of first place out of my life. I took him out of first place in my life, and I did it without even realizing it. I did it um, unintentionally. I didn't even realize it. I didn't realize that I had um, taken God out of first place in my life. And um, my history with God has been he has always been first place in my life. Um, what he says, what he de- what he says, rules and reigns. If there is, there is nothing um, that we ought to um, take over what God tells us. And especially if you have a relationship with God, I want to talk especially to the ones that have a relationship with God. You you know God, and God knows you, and He He recognizes your sin. He recognizes you um, because uh, you talk with Him, you pray with Him, you have a history of prayer, you have a history of favor, you have a history of blessing, you have a history of seeking God, and um, you seek God, and you know God, and God knows you, and um, you know what it means to put God first. Um, I, I'm talking to the ones that. Uh, that the relationship with God is so that uh, it's like you you know better some things that you you just know better. Um, there's a story in the Bible that talks about. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the story of the kings where, uh, and I believe it was Daniel. I'm gonna go back and check and see, but I believe it was Daniel. Uh, there was a king and there was a hand that appeared to the king that wrote um, uh, words on the wall. And the words that were wrote, written on the wall, the king couldn't interpret. So he searched out He searched out a wise man. That wise man was Daniel. And um, the, the interpretation, um, Daniel, God gave Daniel the interpretation of what, what it meant. And so basically this king um, that's in, uh, in Daniel's day, he pretty much his his father was Nebuchadnezzar, and pretty much uh, Daniel pretty much told him that um, he saw God. He knew better, pretty much, because he saw how God worked in Nebuchadnezzar's life. He saw how um, his father worked with Nebuchadnezzar to get Nebuchadnezzar to really just acknowledge the fact that God was the reason why he was blessed. Nebuchadnezzar um, was a. The Bible says that he was a king of kings. He wasn't the king of kings, but the Bible says he was a king of kings, meaning he was great in his day. He was great in his day. And it was because of God. It was because that God uh, allowed him to be blessed that he was great. And I believe God was um, manifesting his glory because his people were held in cap- captivity under the um, leadership of King Nebuchadnezzar, who was over this heathen nation known as Babylon. And Babylon was a uh, great city in Nebuchadnezzar's day. And so Nebuchadnezzar, God took Nebuchadnezzar through um, several different processes to reveal himself to Nebuchadnezzar. There was um, the dream, the interpretations of the dream when um, Nebuchadnezzar was seeking for all the wise men and to interpret a dream. But he didn't tell them what the dream was about. He wanted them to be able to tell him the dream and not only tell him the dream, but he also wanted them to be able to interpret what it meant. And nobody could do it. So nobody could do it. Um, the Chaldeans and everybody that he had sent out for to do this, nobody could do it. So what he did was he made a decree that he wanted to kill all the wise men because nobody could do it. And, and it word got back to Daniel and he said, give me some time to go before God. Give me some time to go before God and uh, let me see what will happen. So Daniel was brought before King Nebuchadnezzar and um, God gave Daniel the revelation that uh, this is what your dream was. And this is what the dream was about because Daniel saw God. And so in, in Daniel seeking God, God was revealing to Nebuchadnezzar, start, I believe it started then, as, as far as I know, that 
excuse me, y'all. <clears throat> it started then. Nebuchadnezzar um, acknowledged that Daniel's God was the God because he was able to do what no one else could do. It was a, he was he was the God of Israel. And this wasn't the only time that uh, another time with the three Hebrew boys um, that were locked in a fiery furnace under the same leadership of Nebuchadnezzar. He built it because of um, the greatness that he had on him. He built this golden, um, this tall golden statue of himself, and he wanted the people to bow down to it. And the three Hebrew boys, which was uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't bow. They didn't bow. And he told they they um, not only did they disobey the king's decree, they also went before the king and still told him, "We're not going to bow to your statue." Um, and and Nebuchadnezzar was bold as to say, what God is there that will deliver you from my hands? And uh, the three Hebrew boys um, told Nebuchadnezzar, I'm not sure exactly how the conversation went verbatim, word for word. But the king, the three Hebrew boys told um, Nebuchadnezzar that um, that their God is able to deliver. And not only is their God able to deliver, but if he doesn't deliver, it's not that he can't deliver. It's not that he can't deliver. And so um, this infuriated the king even more. So what did he do? He turned, he turned the fire up hotter and threw them in there. But then he said, oh, I see a fourth man walking around in the fire. Did you not throw three in? God stepped into the midst of the fire with them. He said, appearing like the son of man, appearing like the son of man. How could he know that except God give it to him? God was revealing himself through this, through this king who wasn't even a part of his chosen people, but he was revealing himself through this king by allowing his people to allow their light to shine. This is why we're lights of the world. You know, you never know who God is trying to reach, why he's trying to reach them and who he's, what he's going to use the situation that he's going to use in order to reach the people that you need to reach. So the three Hebrew boys, they, they disobey, um, uh, um, the decree that King Nebuchadnezzar did, but they did it in honoring God. And through honoring God, um, God stepped into the midst of the fire with them. If you walk your life out honoring God, God sees that and God knows. And he's a rewarder. He rewards you when you when you honor when you honor God in your actions and you honor God, um, regardless of, of, of what you may be facing. When you say, Lord God, um, I know what your word has spoken. I know what you have declared. And you go before God and you pray and you seek him and you know that you've been seeking him. Um, and uh, you know that uh, what you've been told to do is wrong, and you do it in a way, in a manner that's uh, 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 in a manner of humility, in a way that says that you know um, this is uh, we can't do this because this is what God has spoken. This is what this is going to be dishonoring to our God. So um, it serves us best to displease you. Um, and you go back to I'm gonna come back to Nebuchadnezzar, but I'm gonna confirm this with what Paul uh, when they went. Was it Paul or Peter that went before um, the council, the Sanhedrin council? The He said it's better to uh, honor uh, God than to, uh, uh, it's better to please God than it is to, uh, should we disobey God to, or disobey man? Basically what he was saying was, was that it's better for us to obey. It's better for us to obey the what God has commanded us to do than it is to sacrifice and uh, obey what you're telling us to do because what they were telling them to do at that time was they wanted to get rid of the name of Jesus and thank God they didn't obey 
because uh, we wouldn't have that name right now if they didn't continue on in faith. But going back to King Nebuchadnezzar, it's so important that um, we continue on in faith. We continue on in faith, knowing that the work that we're doing today is for our children and for our children's children. We have to set up an inheritance of faith for them. It's not just about um, a financial inheritance. It's not just about a material inheritance, but we have to set up an inheritance that will please God, an inheritance of blessing, an inheritance of passing down the word, an inheritance of, of teaching and instructing them on the principles of faith and the things in God. And so uh, Nebuchadnezzar um, said that he saw walking around in the midst of the fire a, a, a fourth person that has had the appearance of the son of man. The son of God. And, and, and he said, did we not throw three in the fire? And so they opened that door and told, he told them to come out. And it was three and they weren't burnt. They had no appearance of having been in that fire. No appearance of having been in that fire. They didn't have the appearance of you. Let me tell you why. Because God was with them. God was shielding them. God was protecting them. When you see people that go through storms in life and they go through different tests and trials and then you see them come out, it's kind of like, does that not testify of God's glory? And as children of God, do we not want to see the glory of God revealed? And so uh, I would say that uh, that uh, even though we do go through storms, we go through tests, this is a suffering way. We have to go through different things and God will allow different things to come upon us. Um, uh, for his glory, for our learning, um, so that we can uh, leave an inheritance of blessing and favor for our children. Because uh, the the best example I have of that is the children of Israel. They got off. They got off so many times. And at one point, it said that the the they didn't teach the the younger generation, and it caused them to go into bondage. If you want your children to be free, and if you want them to live a free life, if you want um, generations after to live a free life, then we have to pass down this inheritance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not something that can just be um, handed down in a way that's, um, I would say, insufficient, in a way that's haphazard, in a way that's that's uh, not conducive to what it's meant to do. It's meant to bring life. It's meant to bring hope. It's meant to bring freedom. It's meant to bring, bring joy. It's meant to help us go through life. And it's, it's like if we know God is a healer and a sustainer, and we know that um, because of Jesus, we are blessed. And because of Jesus, uh, we can call on him if we find ourselves in a low season. It, it does us well to pass on that same thing because um, at one point in life, they're going to be alone and they're not going to be with you. And they're going to have to be have something to sustain them and to hold on to and to um, cry out to. And, and that person is Jesus. And I, I'm going back to this example of Nebuchadnezzar because uh, Nebuchadnezzar, there was a point in his life where God had to, um, he pretty much dethroned him. He pretty much, and Nebuchadnezzar, it doesn't tell me, it doesn't say how long Nebuchadnezzar was out there in the wilderness, but he was out there like a wild man. Out there like a wild man, probably unrecognizable. God had to humble this man. He had to humble him. He had to take him through. He was out there in the wilderness with the wild animals. The king who was so great. Who was so who who was so who was called the king of kings by the by the prophet Daniel. And he went through this season. And he did not come back out of that. He did not 
come from out of his wilderness. It doesn't say how long it took for him to be in that season. Maybe in other writings, but I I looked in the Bible and, and I was searching for how long it took for him to go through this wilderness process and I didn't find anything. But maybe in some other writings, it might say, I don't know. But I know that he was in that season and he didn't come out of it until he acknowledged God as God. Until he acknowledged the fact that it was God that was blessing him. Until he acknowledged the fact that God was the true. And he had to acknowledge God. And it says that he was restored and he came up on the body of that thing. And do you not know that he, he served God? And so then his son comes along. And I'm going to get back to his um, hand that came out right on, on the wall. Which tells me based on what Daniel um, revealed to him that God was telling him. Was that um, his son knew about Nebuchadnezzar's, uh, his, his father, Nebuchadnezzar's struggle. He knew the 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 things the the uh, about honoring God, but he chose not to. He chose not to uh, to learn from those lessons, and he suffered punishment because of that. He suffered punishment because of that. And so sometimes um, when we have uh, knowledge of things and we don't carry forth in that knowledge of uh, what some what was uh, what was forelearned. Sometimes things we have knowledge of things, but we don't have the understanding. But this tells me he knew better. And so um, I'm saying all that to say that uh, when you know that God is needs to be first in your life and you know that you have to stand on his word and you don't do that, there are consequences for that. And I know that we're under grace and God does. He gives us mercy. He gives us grace. He gives us love. Thank God for grace. I owe God. I appreciate God for grace. And uh, I went through a season in my life where um, God had to uh, tear down some gods in my life. He, God, I don't want your child. With my relationship with God, my relationship with God, I, I, I put God first. And so when I entered it somewhere where I put others, uh, I put my child before God. I put uh, uh, different people. I, I put uh, uh, he basically. I don't want your child before me. I don't want your pastor before me. I'm your God. I'm your God. I'm your God. God would tear down the gods in your life just to prove a point to you. Um, at one point in my life, I remember um, laying on the couch. I was I was such in a low place. I was in a low place, a very low place. And I just actually came up out of that, that, that season not too long ago. And I said, God, you know, um, pretty much I didn't want to miss the mark. And I asked God, I said, you know, I don't know exact my exact words, but I know that I needed him to break me and to free me from the bondage that I was in. And then and in him breaking me, do you guys know that that low season I, I went into um, a place I never thought I would go into? I went to jail. Oh, Lord. I'm like, uh, I went to a place that um, my if I look at the history of my record it wouldn't have I would have never placed myself there I would have never ever placed myself there but that's where I went to I went to a place where um God could deal with me I went to a place where um God could work on me I went to a place where I was pretty much by myself I went to a place where the only person that could deliver me was God and so um uh, 
I'm still kind of uh, in the process of going through different things. Uh, but um, I know that God has delivered. I know that God has set free. And so um, I'm going to uh, keep on trusting and believing God for his word. And uh, if you're curious and wondering why, uh, maybe I'll talk about that on another episode. Uh, but I stayed in there for um, I stayed in there for about a year and a half, not because I was convicted of anything, but because um, because of the court proceedings and because I couldn't afford to pay my bond. My bond was set so high, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is what they set my bond for, and um, they didn't drop it until actually this year. So I spent the end of 2020 in jail, all of 2021 in jail, and I spent up into March the first of this year in jail. And uh, on the first, the March the first. Um, I finally went to the court because I had went to the court before and I finally went to the court and they lowered my bond to $10,000. And so I could, uh, so my uh, mom, like mamas do, they bail their kids out sometimes. So she paid the 10% that was due uh, for me to be able to get out and be able to do this, uh, do what God had to put in my hands in there. Uh, the time that I was in there, um, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about um, uh, people. I learned a lot about, I was able to experience God in different ways. He was there the whole time with me. He was there before, he was there after, and he's still there. He brought me out better than I was. He brought me out better than I was. I um, I experienced God in such a way um, that I never experienced him before. Uh, and then, not only that, uh, it's as if he, 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 uh, he began to say, okay, um, I know that you're in here. I'm pretty much I'm I'm putting it in my the way I got it. I know that you're in here, but I need you in here to work for me. I allowed you to come to this place to work for me. I allowed you to come in here. Um, I know that you. I know I know what's against you. I know what's against you. I know I know I know I've seen everything. I've seen everything. I know I I know how it all played out. I know I know Stacy. I know. And you know what God had to keep telling me, even before I went in there, a year before that, he says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Vengeance is mine, I will repay. He had to keep reminding me of that. He had to keep ministering to my heart. He had to He had to uh, keep cleaning me out. He had to, I was um, talking about surgery on one episode. He had to take that spatula and he began to work some of that stuff out of my heart. He began to work some of that stuff out of my heart. Because I'm telling you right now, I was an angry little something. I was mad. I was mad. If I started out, okay. But as time went on and I'm just like, God, I'm so used to you pulling me out right away. I'm not even used to getting myself in these type of predicaments. But sometimes God allows things to happen. He does. He does. He does. Sometimes it's for a greater purpose than what you know. It's for a greater purpose than yourself. It's for a greater purpose. It's for a greater purpose, especially if you are his child. And I know that I'm his child. I know that I'm, I belong to God. I belong to God. I know it that I, I know that I know that I know that I belong to Jesus Christ. And so I look at this season of my life and I'm just like, God, I know that you were working on me. I know that you were blessing. I know that um, I had to get, I believe God had to get rid of me. He took me in a place and separated me. He took me in a place of separation. Hoo-ha. He took me in a place of separation, an unlikely place of separation to begin to work on me. So, so that I can, uh, so he can birth ministry within me. He took me, he began to reveal different things into me, reveal different things for me. 
And I'm just like, um, one of the one of the issues that I had with actually going forth and being seen again, I'm just like, God, I just got out of jail. <laughs> and Lord Jesus, I'm still kind of like facing some certain things. And pretty much uh, he had to tell me the same. I feel like I have to go back. I have to go back to the same word he gave me while I was in there. This case is a distraction for you. I need you to focus on me and what I have you in here to do. Sometimes the things that we go through in life and sometimes the things that uh, sometimes the stuff people think they know about you. It, I'm just like, uh, sometimes it's just an act of God. And so uh, I thank God for the pruning. I thank God for the time of separation that I had. I thank God for the people that he allowed me to, um, whose lives he allowed me to touch. Because I'm telling you right now, I took Jesus in there with me. I sure did. I took Jesus up in there with me. Because the devil thought he was going to have his way with me. That's what he thought. That's what he thought. I was reminded of Job. Have you, and and and, and God asked, uh, when uh, Satan came before him, to when the sons of men came before God to present themselves, Satan was there also. And he said, have you not considered my servant Job? Have you not considered my servant Job? And, and, and the devil told him, you know, well, you have a hedge about him. You have a hedge about him. God removed that hedge of protection just so the enemy could get to him. But I don't believe that God did. God, I know for a fact that God did remove it so Job could lose. Sometimes God got to teach the enemy a lesson. Sometimes the, the God got to uh, give, uh, take you through different seasons to allow you to triumph over the enemy. Sometimes God, I'm just like, Okay, I'll put it like this. Jesus went to the cross. Jesus came, God came down, manifested in the flesh as Jesus. As Jesus. And then Jesus got up on that cross. He got up on that cross, he died for us. He got up on that cross, he died for us. And then on the third day, he rose with all power in his hands. And he when he rose with all that power in his hands, guess what? He lost power to the church. He lost more power to the church. And it's kind of like, um, I didn't go to that cross and give the church all this power for nothing. I gave the church this power so that they can operate as I need them to operate. Hey, you guys, we serve a very real God. And not only do we serve a very real God, he has a very real enemy. He has a very real enemy. And guess what? We have been, we have been deployed on the, we, we have been deployed as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. To, to, to accomplish God's will in the earth. And that means sometimes we're going to have to we gonna have to fight. We're going to have to fight what's been trying to fight us. We're going to have to fight what's been trying to, to take over us. We're going to have to fight what's been trying to come at our joy. We're going to have to fight what's been trying to come at our peace. We're going to have to try to fight what's been trying to come at our character. We're going to have to fight what's been trying to come at our relationships. We're going to have to fight that stuff. And you know how you fight? You fight on your knees in prayer. You fight with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. After, as he said, after you, after um, pretty much after you receive the Holy Ghost, power shall come upon you. Why did God give us power if He didn't want us to use it? Sometimes you gotta go through things. You gotta go through things. You gotta go through things. God needs you to be able to relate to people. He needs you to be able to connect with people. And sometimes you can't connect with the people that God needs you to reach until He allows different things to happen in your life. This is a suffering way. Sometimes you have to experience it. But it's a way of peace. It's a way of joy. It's a way of God being able to manifest his, his glory in our lives. 
And I thank God for I believe everything that I went through was necessary. It was necessary for the purpose and glory of God. When I went in jail, it's like I believe when I when I when I went in jail, the atmosphere was a little bit different when I got out. It's like I, I know that the church has gone through a shift. Do you recognize it? Do you recognize that Jesus is there is a there, we're in a time now where Jesus is, is, is more, more than now than ever is equipping and preparing his saints. We got to get ready for heaven. We got to get ready for heaven. We got to get ready, prepared as a prepared bride, as a prepared bride. When a bride is presented, they got to have a, a, a beautiful bride, he, a beautiful bride. Hair done, nails done, makeup done, hair, um, the right dress. The venue has to be set. Um, Jesus told his disciples, I go to prepare a place for you that where I may be, you may be also. He's preparing the venue and our job is to put on the right clothing, to get dressed up, to get a, a church, a bride. We're the bride of Christ, ready and prepared. Sometimes you're going to have to go through things in life that you don't want to experience, that you don't want to go through. But I'm telling you right now, if you take God with you, you'll come out better on the other side. You'll come out better on the other side. When um, the disciples, there was a point in um, disciples walk with Jesus when uh, they, when uh, they were getting ready to go over to the other side. Jesus told them, let us go and cross over to the other side. Well, in the midst of them trying to get to the other side, they ran into a storm. In the midst of us trying to get to heaven. Ooh, excuse me, y'all. In the midst of us trying to get to heaven, sometimes we're going to run into storms. We're going to run into things that we never expected. But if we keep on trusting God, if we keep on believing God, if we keep on pressing our way, we got to get our determination that says, God, I ain't letting you go. But God, if you let me go, I know I'm going to fail. But he said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. So God, I, I'm determined, Lord God. Lord God, I need even your help in my determination. Step into my determination and, and help me, Lord God. To be determined to get home to you. I'm determined to get home to Jesus. I don't know about y'all. But I, I, I thank God. I bless God. He is my everything. He is my everything. And uh, he's restoring my life. Uh, he's restoring my life. And uh, brought me out better than I was. And I'm just excited and uh about the things that he has um, revealed to me and the things that he has spoken over my life. Uh, uh, I, I went through a phase where it was kind of like, God, uh, this is what you want me to carry. This is what you want me to carry. And at one point I told God, Lord, and I was wrong for saying it. I, I feel bad about even, even having to, even about confessing it right now. Cause I had gotten so, I was upset and I was just like pretty much questioning whether or not, you know, do I even uh gonna walk in the blessing? Hoo, hoo, hoo. Let me tell you something. If God has blessed your life and you that come out of your mouth, I'm telling you right now, that's the enemy fighting you. That's the enemy fighting you. That's the enemy. Don't worry about what people think. Don't worry about what people say about you. Don't worry about all the mummery. I'm telling you right now, cause that'll that'll uh that will um work against uh work against uh what the purpose God has for you too. 
Let me tell you something. In life, sometimes people rejoice more over your downfall than they do with your comeback. And when you see that happen, sometimes you need to know uh, whether or not people really got your back. At one point in my earlier walk with God, I, I something that I really wanted to know, God, I want to know. Um, I want to know. Sometimes you really want to know who for you and who not. And sometimes in order for that to be revealed, sometimes you got to go through stuff. God answers prayers if you let him. So I see, uh, I see my life, everything that I've gone through as answered prayers, answered desires. Uh, and I look at everything as um, designed and orchestrated by God. When I tell you he has um, allowed me to step into a greater purpose than what I even recognized or realized. And the, the, the bad things uh, that sometimes you think the bad things that he allowed to happen worked out for my good. They worked out for my good. I'm going to say it again. They worked out for my good. All things work together for the good. For those who are the called and chosen by God. So the fact that everything is working out for my good lets me know that that scripture applies to my life. And that God is ordering my steps. My steps have been ordered by the Lord. And I pray that as you go through life and I pray that as you see God and I pray, um, I pray that as you um, begin to say, Lord God, I want an intimate relationship with you. Know what you're praying for, because sometimes it when you when you it, it's a worth it's a well worth prayer. But be willing, be willing to accept what it's going to cost you to get that intimacy with God. To get that intimacy, get to, to get that closeness with God. So I'm going to pray for your heart. I'm going to pray uh, for your minds. I'm going to pray that um, the Lord would just um, step into your situations and bless and help. Because I tell you right now, if it had not been for the Lord, hallelujah, who was on my side. Thank you, Jesus. Where would I be? And because God is on my side. Because he has never left me. Because my reputation with God speaks that God is in my life. I'm going to pray that um, the Lord will begin to um, allow you to see how he has blessed your life. Um, whether you're um, in a deep relationship with God. Whether you just kind of are in a relationship with God where you're on the fence. I say get off that fence. Get off the fence. I don't care what struggle you're going through. I don't care how how jacked up you think your life is. Trust me, God can handle it. There ain't nothing you can tell God. There ain't nothing you can um, um, do. Because let me tell you something. How you going to come out of that is God. I don't care. I'm, tell, I'm going back to Sometimes people will try to rob you of God being a blessing. It's kind of like, um, you know how sometimes uh, people think they can um, be possessive over God. You can't possess God. You can't be put, you you can't dictate to God um who he wants to bless and who he's not gonna bless. I don't care what you're struggling with. I don't care what your life been like. I don't care. Let me tell you something. God can take everything, take all your messes and turn it around for good. So I'm gonna pray um that um you begin to receive and recognize the blessings of God in your life. Um let God be your confidence, he'll build it. He'll build your strength. He sure will. Because he wants to see you succeed. He wants to see you succeed in life. That's the kind of God that we serve. And if anybody has sold you anything less than that, you tell them, what devil are you working with? 
to try to dis what devil are you working with you have to be able to uh, allow people to receive that they are loved by God and you have to show them love and this and this day and time I believe that God is calling the church to love God is love God is love and if you don't know what that looks like I promise you God can show you God is love I have you have to um sometimes you have to learn how to love sometimes God will put you in situations to teach you how to love okay <laughs> all right we're gonna go ahead and pray um love is not built around conditions love ain't built around not that agape love it ain't built around conditions if your love if you find yourself in a position where um you're conditional I would say, Lord Jesus, am I truly flowing in love like you need me to? Sometimes I have to ask God. Sometimes I have to open back up my flow of love. Because, boy, I'm telling you, sometimes stuff in life, it'll just, it'll just make you mad. I'm just going to be honest. And sometimes the Lord has to, like, allow you to, I'm going to work on your mind. And I'm going to work on your heart. Because I need you to see the good in this and how I'm working this for your good. Okay? I'm just letting y'all into some of my conversations and some of, my, some of the things that God had to work on me on. I'm just being honest. Because sometimes you want to give people a crack at, really tell people a piece of your mind. And the Holy Ghost be like right there and comforting you and letting you know everything going to work out. You know what I have? Sometimes I'd be. Sometimes I've told myself in the past, but especially now I'm just like, you know what, God? If you want to defend me and you're the one that's defending me, well, God, if God be for me, who can be against me? If God be for me, who can be against me? That means that if I stop defending myself and God is stepped into as my defender, that means, well, I'm just going to leave it like that. Let God be to your defense. God is the best defense um, you can have. And sometimes he just allows people to step into your life. Sometimes people just, they step into your life and it's like, they don't, sometimes they don't even recognize what it is. They just want to cover you <laughs> sometimes you can have a favor of just protectiveness of, of, of people just wanting to cover you they see a need to just and it's just like thank god for it sometimes it can be a little bit annoying sometimes when it comes to certain different stuff but sometimes you just have to recognize the blessing in things that sometimes may you may not too much like but sometimes it's just god loving on you you need this even though you don't recognize that you need it Yep, I'm going to keep allowing people to do that to you because you need it until you begin to embrace the fact that this is me loving on you and that this is me giving you what you need, even though you know you don't you don't recognize that you need it. Amen. So we're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, I pray you pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we pray for strength. We thank you, Lord God, for your strength that sustains us, Lord God. And let us begin to confess, Lord God, our weaknesses to you, Lord God, our fragileness to you, Lord God, so that you can become our strength. And the strong, strong um, tower that we need, Lord God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run therein and are safe, Lord God. We can rest and we can abide in your presence, Lord God, and dwell safely, Lord God. Some of us struggle with knowing that we are safe. Some of us struggle with so many things, Lord God. But you are a safe haven for us, God. You are a dwelling place, Lord God, where we can trust our most intimate secrets with you, Lord God. Father God, I pray, Lord God, for the heart that's struggling, Lord God, to trust you, Lord God, that they will begin to open up, Lord God. 
that they will begin to open up to you, Lord God, and, and, and allow you allow you to um, be what they need, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you would just open the hearts and the minds and the eyes of them, Lord God, um, who may be struggling to know, Lord God, that you have been there and that you have seen their struggles and you have seen their issues and you're ready and you're willing and you're wanting to help, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you allow us to receive your help, Lord Jesus. Sometimes we struggle with receiving um, help in the way that you are giving it to us, Lord God. But sometimes, Lord God, we need that help, Lord God, from you. And we don't recognize that we do need it, Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you would just allow us to uh, uh, receive, Lord God, what you are um, allowing to be placed into our hands and into our lives, God. Thank you, Lord God, for building our character, Lord God. Thank you for strengthening us, Lord God. And thank you, Lord God, for teaching us your way, the way to love. We appreciate you. We love you, Lord God. And we thank you for filling us up with good things. And, allow, Lord God, allowing us to um, forgive and be forgiven. I pray, Lord God, that if anyone on this podcast is struggling with forgiveness, Lord God, that you will begin to touch them and reach down, Lord God, and open their hearts up to forgive and begin to let the things go, Lord God, so that they can begin to prosper and live healthy lives. You are the everlasting Father. You are a great God. And there is none like you in all the earth, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, blessings and peace over every ear that's listening, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that you would just begin to um, step into their lives and allow yourself to be seen and known, Lord God, by opening their eyes and their ears, our eyes and our ears, to see you and to receive you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.